it's okay to trust other people. And, and not only to trust other people, but to trust them with vulnerability and to trust them with openness and realness and the depths of their inner experience. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to another Backstage Business episode. I am Summer Felix Mulder, your host. And today I am interviewing Connor Beaton. And I'm so excited because he does something that is so absolutely necessary in our world today. And he's also just a really super cool dude. I met him probably three years ago, I believe. Um, Eric, my business partner, introduced us. And uh, I was fascinated with what he was doing at that time. And it was just really starting to take off. And now it's just huge. So let me tell you a little bit about him and what I'm talking about. Um, Connor is the founder of Man Talks. And Man Talks is an international organization focused on men's health, wellness, success, and fulfillment. He's a speaker, a podcast host, a facilitator. Um, He's a coach. He works with men and women from all over the world. And before founding Man Talks, Connor had a brief career as an opera singer. He also worked at Apple, leading high-performance sales and operation teams. And um, since founding Man Talks, Connor has spoken at TEDx, He's taken Man Talks to over a dozen cities internationally, and he's been featured on all kinds of platforms like Forbes, Influensive, He for She, The Good Men Project, UN Women, CBC, CBS, and The National Post. Um, We talk a little bit about his personal story and why this was important for him to to start, but... um, He's actually had quite um, a bit of a of a background, and it's so cool how he got here. Um, he's studied psychology. He's um, really into men's personal development, and he's launched an annual conference for professionals and entrepreneurs. And he's spoken with some of the best speakers like Gary Vaynerchuk, Daniel Laporte, um, just tons of crazy cool people. And he's just a, so so awesome, and I'm so excited that. He agreed to do this podcast with me today. Um, You can find out more about his story. So listen in to find all of those links where you can find him on Instagram, because when you listen to the interview, you're definitely going to want to hear more about him and learn more about him. Uh, We've got a short interview here, probably about 30, 35 minutes, and we pack in some really good stuff on men and how, you know, how they deal with their pressures, how they deal with stress and how it's different than women are dealing with it and what kind of support women have as opposed to what men have and what he's created so that men can have that support, how they're finding him, um, what their experience is like once they work with him and his group. And there's so many cool ways that you can work with him and get involved in, in with man talks and with other men. So, um, I think especially men and women are just going to love this episode. Women, you're going to listen and be like, I need to have my husband or my partner or my business partner, whatever men are in your life. I need for them to listen to Connor's podcast. I need them to find out more about what he does. You're definitely going to be sending some men this way and, um, you're welcome for doing so. And um, men, I hope that you're listening going, 
oh, wow, maybe I need to check this out. I really think you will. So enjoy the interview and super excited to to have you listen in on Connor and all the amazingness that he is. Hey, Connor. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today about all the awesome things that you do. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. This is I I first met you a few years ago. Has it been that long? Um, at Summit. And I think you knew Eric, my business partner first. He introduced us. And I remember he started telling me about all the things that you were doing. And maybe, I don't know if you were just launching, were you just launching Man Talks at that time? Yeah, I think it was... Uh... I mean, it had been it had been rolling for a while, but we were like launching in in the states and a few different cities, and then we were uh, launching like a weekend. So, yeah, and, a, and a, I think a podcast at that time. So, I think I was in the thick of launching a whole bunch of new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Well, I want to. So, let's talk about that because that's that's like the big thing I want to talk about is man talks because I remember when we first started, when we first met, I was like, that's the coolest thing. Who? There's nothing like that out there. So just kind of give the, tell our listeners, you know, what it is and how, why it became important to you to start this. Yeah. So really Man Talks is an organization that is designed to help men get the best out of themselves. I think that's probably the simplest way that I can say it. And we do that through a few different mediums. We have uh, we have a, a podcast with a few million, few million downloads. We have um, weekend events uh, in in the Canada and in the United States where guys will come out and uh, work with me and you know fourteen or twenty other guys, <laughs> which is always interesting. It's kind of like it's kind of like. Did you ever go to camp as a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like man camp. You know, like the guys come out, but and they they do physical stuff, but it's a lot of you know, processing some of the stuff that's going on in their life, some, you know, uh, transitions that they're going through or, uh, you know, whether that's in their relationship or whether it's in their business, uh, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, so that's, that's the other part of it. And, uh, and then we do in-person events. And so, uh, really we've tried to create a bunch of access points for men to have more in-depth, meaningful conversations, talk about relationships and sex and business and philosophy and, you know, existential questions of existence and <laughs> just the, just the conversations that, that go beyond the, the normal conversations that guys would have in the locker room or in the bar. Uh, because, you know, for, for me, that was a huge, huge thing. I went through a challenging time in my life where I changed careers and really had hit this rock bottom, you know, like my, I was changing careers, my relationship had fallen apart and I just didn't know who to turn to because all the conversations that I had with my buddies was, you know, the advice that they were giving me was not the best. It was like, oh, let's just go out and get absolutely wasted or, you yeah. know, why don't, why don't you sleep it off uh, and, and just you know, <laughs> go and hook up with people. And, and so the advice that I was getting was really unhelpful because I was hurting and I was lost and there weren't really great mentors in my life to help me. Uh, start to move forward. And so I created Man Talks to, to give men the mentorship that we've often been lacking, but also the initiation that we have really severely been lacking for the last 
however many decades. So that's that's a little bit about why and and what. I think it's so amazing because there are a lot of groups out there for women because women are, you know, tend to leaning lean into more emotional conversations or get a little bit more vulnerable with each other. And what fascinates me is that there's, or at least there's that, you know, stereotype that men are not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So how have, have you faced any of that or has it just been like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I've been looking for this. I mean, what is the, what was the response when you first came up with this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, it's been really interesting. I've been running man talks now for, I think about six years and it's been interesting along the way to see different people's reactions. Like I did a, I did a Ted talk a few years back called the mask of masculinity and, and just scrolling through the comments is like seeing every walk of life, uh, express itself. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are threatened by it. Some people think it's the bane of existence. It's, <laughs> it's really, really interesting. And I think that that's, you know, that's when, that's when as a, as a business owner, you know, that you, maybe you've done something right because there is such a strong reaction to it. And, uh, and, and it really grabs people's attention. So, you know, over the years, it, it's garnered a different, uh, some different attention from different people, but for the most part, people love it, you know, especially the guys that come and experience the weekends or tune into the podcast. It's a very different type of conversation. It's much more real and, and raw and authentic. And, you know, some of the co- conversations, like we just did this, uh, four part video TV series with a Canadian men's apparel brand which is coming out later this year. And the conversations are real deep. You know, it's like the things that, that a lot of fathers want to talk about. A lot of business owners want to talk about uh, a lot of husbands want to talk about, but they don't necessarily have an outlet or, or people in their lives that they can go and have those conversations with. And so there, there is a good amount of reactivity sometimes, uh, to, to our brand and our message and what we're doing, uh, because largely men have been in power. And, you know, I think with the rise of women and as women continue to rise culturally and, and within our society, within the power structures, within, uh, the economic structures, social structures, um, men are threatened and sometimes men are threatened because the, the reality is that they don't know how to compete with women mm-hmm. and they don't know how to compete with women because the way that we as men are taught to compete with one another is very much physical on one hand and then psychological on the other. And so when guys get together and they start to compete with each other, you'll notice that they'll, they'll talk shit to each other. You know, they'll, they'll kind yeah. of put each other down and barb each other and give each other a hard time. But with women in the workplace, that doesn't work. They can't do that. And so they, they sort of feel stuck on what to do. Uh, and then on, on the women's side, because men have been in power for so long, when they see something like man talks, it's like, well, why do men need that? You know, like they have all the space, they have all the power, they have all the things. Why do they need a space um, like this? And and the reality is, is that it's because it's a space and an ecosystem that is changing and challenging the normal structure of how men have operated for so long. And for a very long time, men have operated in the space of abiding by the one rule of men. And the one rule of men is you don't talk about what it's like to be a man. Okay. So you don't talk about what, what it's like to be a man who's going through a divorce, who just got fired from his career, 
uh, you know, he's, who's struggling sexually in his relationship or, you know, isn't, isn't really performing how he wants with his partner, whatever that looks like emotionally, physically, mentally. Uh, he doesn't talk about what it's like to be a man who's lonely and feels like he doesn't have any real close friends. And so for so long, we have abided by that rule as men and it has very real consequences. And we can see that in our, in our work. We can see that in our family lives. We can see that in our economic system. Like we can really see the impact of that everywhere. So I know that was a little bit of a longer, uh, more. No. uh, And I would love to, I would love to even talk about what, what are those consequences? How does it show up when they're not able to, you know, connect in that way and not able to share that? How, what are some of the ways that it does show up within family life or in relationships or business or all of those places that they, they are, you know, trying to improve upon, but don't really have that outlet to talk about it? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, it's interesting, right? Because uh, on like social media platforms, you were, you were just asking before that about, you know, other people's reaction. I I think a lot of women are really curious about the work that I do because I have a lot of women reach out all the time and they say, Hey, you know, how do I get my partner to open up? How do I get the men in my life to open up and be more vulnerable? And the thing is that men have largely been conditioned not to open up. We get rewarded by not opening up. Yeah. And, and so as, as men, there's a, there's a culture, that, especially when we lack initiation, right? The, the purpose of initiation is to teach men two things. One, it's okay to trust other people. And, and not only to trust other people, but to trust them with vulnerability and to trust them with openness and realness and the, and the depths of their inner experience. And two, it's meant to create a strength within themselves where they aren't codependent on the world around them. And when either of those things hasn't been fulfilled, men can create, you know, we can create a lot of challenges. And so how that shows up in the workplace, for example, is a man will be very combative. He'll be very closed off to ideas from women or from the men around him. He'll see other people as a threat to his career. He will act in a very you know, scarcity-based mindset simply because he hasn't been taught that it's actually okay to trust the people. How that shows up in in relationships is that guys will oftentimes like one of the biggest one of the biggest um, conflict mechanisms that a lot of men use is stonewalling, and this is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse that John Gottman and his wife John Gottman's a, a relationship researcher and he can predict with ninety four percent accuracy by listening to people's conversations whether or not they'll be divorced in five to seven years. Wow. He can predict that based off of their level of appreciation within their communication. So when men when men feel threatened in their relationship or they feel like they can't open up, part of that not opening up, not being vulnerable, whether it's emotionally or mentally or spiritually or or, or sexually vulnerable, um, they they tend to have a layer of stonewalling and that will put their partner at arm's reach and their partner will feel like they can't deeply trust them because they're not getting the full expression of their husband, of their boyfriend, of, of, of their partner. And so it, it really does have a consequence and, the, and there are so many more consequences that I'm not even talking about on on the the women that are in men's lives on the on the children that these guys are raising you know there's a a great quote by uh Friedrich Douglass who was the first African American 
uh, philosopher, and he says it's easier to raise strong children than it is to fix broken men. Mm-hmm. But we've but we, we we've reached this threshold in our society where those broken men are running businesses and raising children, and they're doing so on a mass scale. And now it's causing a huge amount of dysfunction within our culture. And you can see this rampant in the United States without making it political. I'll probably just leave that there and, <laughs> and, 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 and pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so true. And it's, it is, it's so rare now when you do see fathers that come at it with a totally different angle and you can see it. I don't know if angle is the right word, but just a different approach in terms of, you know, guiding and being there and allowing to talk about emotions and not that whole, don't cry. You know, like you're, like you said, rewarded if you don't cry (laughs) and Mm -hmm. punished if you do, and you show that, um, I would, Oh, I had a question and then I, I totally lost it because this, I'm just, I'm just fascinated by all of this. I feel like, I, you know, one thing I was going to ask was, do you feel that it's, it's almost like you, I would imagine it's almost like you market to women and men, because I would imagine that there are a lot of women that are coming to you because they see the need for this for their partners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the interesting thing is when I get on the phone with a guy who's applying to work with me one-on-one, because I I do a ton of work with entrepreneurs. Um, That seems to be a huge part because usually entrepreneurs are more open to not, not always, but they're more, they're usually more open to doing uh, self-reflective work because they know that when they are performing at their best personally, they're also performing at their best professionally. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a very, uh, there's a very strong link between if I am optimizing myself, then I'm optimizing my business. And it's, it's so funny because when I get on the phone with guys and I say, Hey, you know, how did you find me? How did you come across me? Literally like 98% of the time is like, Oh, my wife found your Instagram <laughs> account or, Oh, my wife is obsessed with your podcast or my girlfriend recommended this to me or one of the women that I work with. And I'm like, this is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> so women are definitely a huge proponent. And I often say that that you know, women are the permission card holder, oftentimes for men to to go and do this work. Because again, coming back to you know, just to sort of like the roles and responsibilities, a lot of us as men, like I remember growing up and and you know, getting into relationships and starting to date, we aren't taught by other men how to really process our emotions. We are taught how to really understand our rational and cognitive mind. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a great, I'm just going to put out another quote apparently, but there's a great quote by Einstein. He says, you know, your rational mind is a faithful servant uh, and, and your intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And yeah. we've created a culture that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Mm-hmm. And, and we as men really embody that. We pedestal our rational mind above everything else. And the challenge with that is that we're disconnected from our intuitive mind, which requires us to be, to be connected to our emotional intelligence. And when we are connected to that part, by the way, the, the rational mind, I'm, I, just so we can like all get on the same page, the rational mind can rationalize and, and find excuses for some of the most horrendous behavior, right? Like when we think about 
the the shit that we've done in our lives, whether it was you know cheating on a test or being unfaithful in a relationship or stealing something or lying to our parents or lying to our partners or you know making excuses at 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 work with our boss or with our partners, uh, all of those things we have rationalized within our brain. And so our rational mind can lead us astray. And that's why it's the servant. It's not the gift. The intuitive mind is, but we need to be connected to our emotions and feeling our emotions in order to do that. And the interesting thing is that women know when a man is suffering there, they can identify it. They can really feel it in their bodies often. And that's why they're directing men to go and seek, you know, a coach or a therapist or, or, you know, doing some form of training. And so they're a huge proponent of, of men really stepping into it. Now that, that said, men still have to choose to go and do the work. And largely when they go and do the work, it's, you know, learning uh, how to process their emotions uh, within themselves, oftentimes from another guy so that they can start to really understand and, and hear it because largely, you know, within our culture and our society, there's a lot of, I call it emotional offloading, where men have been conditioned to not worry about processing their emotions because the women in their life will do it for them. (laughs) And, And it creates this codependency where guys at work, in relationships with their families, sometimes guys have their daughters do it. Right? They have their daughters or their wives or the, the women that they work with process what they're feeling because they, they've never been taught how, how to feel it, how to process it, how to label it, how to move through it, how to integrate it, how to learn from that uh, data because that's all that emotions are. They're just a different form of data that we need to learn how to read and understand and, and utilize within our world in order to be successful. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've firsthand experienced with men in my life, um, going, having, going from that holding everything in and not knowing how to process to gradually learning, learning and, and the difference that it makes just, just in physical health, you can see the difference. I, I was personally raised with my dad is like in, in our community and amongst my friends, he's like a celebrity. Everybody loves my dad because he's always been somebody who's extremely in touch with himself, his emotions, and just very, very, especially for a man that's 75 years old and the way that he was raised, which was, you don't show that, (laughs) Mm. you know, at at least, at least that was the example from his father. Um, it's incredible to see. And so I've always, you know, sought that out. Um, you know, and I'm very impressed when I see that other men can do that, but I've also see how, common it is not to have that. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen how it actually, I mean, it, it manifests itself in, in illness and, you know, various ways, as you know, the consequences that you were talking about. Um, but what I see too, is that when is that some men are so resistant to doing something like this? So what I mean is, like you said, um, a woman will, present this or, you know, suggest, Hey, why didn't you go on this, you know, retreat or just, you know, um, do something like what, what you're doing, like one of your weekends type of a mm-hmm. thing. And it's, they have to make the choice to, to do it and participate. Mm-hmm. But I will see like the first questions of something like that of men will be, uh, what am I going to have to do? 
it's yeah. like, there's a lot of fear associated with it. You know, am I going to, what am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to sing Kumbaya in a circle holding <laughs> with other men? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that they're thinking like, oh crap. Like, do I, like, am I have to, am I going to cry? Am I going to, you know, they're so scared of all of that. So long winded. <laughs> well, basically what I'm, what I'm asking is, you know, have, what have the experiences been for some of these men? I'm sure it's all very unique and different, but have some come in a little bit, you know, with, with some fear. And then what have they walked away with? Yeah. Great question. Um, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to answer that in a, in a indirect and then very direct way. And so the, the indirect way is that just to answer the question that maybe wasn't spoken was you're kind of saying, why don't men want to go to this kind of stuff? Yes. And, and the, the, the real answer is partially what we were talking about before and that they've been conditioned and, you know, we've been rewarded for not doing emotional work. But the second part is that we have, we are largely as men performance-based objects. And so most of our lives is set up for us to perform. And you can see this at work. You can see this at home in the family. Um, you know, porn is a huge example of that. It, it really, all it really does is, is educate men on how to, how to perform as a sexual object. And so we really have been conditioned in large ways to be these performance-based objects. And I see a lot of men struggling with one thing, which is discipline. And men crave discipline because it, it gives them freedom. And the more disciplined that we feel like we are internally, not just in our routines, not just with our schedule or with our time, or, you know, with our meetings at work or with our family driving the kids to their, you know, sports or whatever, but within ourselves, when we have that discipline, it comes along with a sense of freedom. The challenge is, is that so many men growing up had, you know, no fathers around. So their, their father wasn't around at all or their father was there, but he didn't give any mentorship or guidance, or their father was there, but he was pretty absent because he was an alcoholic, yeah. or he was abusive, or he neglected him, or he abandoned him, or he was, you know, whatever, whatever that was. And so a lot of men, they equate discipline with punishment because that's what they were taught as a kid, right? When you did something wrong, you got disciplined. And that discipline was punishment. And so, so many men struggled to get their routines, to get their habits, to get their, their mindset straight simply because of their relationship to discipline. And at these weekends, at the, the work that we do, it's just a training, right? Just like if you were to go to hockey camp or football camp, like it's just a form of training that is meant to rebuild the relationship to internal discipline so that a man can reclaim what he knows is possible for him, whether that's in his relationship or in his business or in his career or with his family as a, as a parent or as a husband. And that is one of the main pieces of what men say that they get out of doing this type of work is that their relationship to discipline becomes much healthier, much more functional. It's less of a battle where they constantly feel like they are you know, trying to drag their ass to the gym in the morning and can't seem to find any of the motivation. Why? Why to go do that? Right. We, we, I, you know, I, I think that motivation uh, really, it, it comes later. And it's, it's something that we look to get out of the hole of not feeling disciplined, right? The less disciplined that we feel and, and the more that we want to be disciplined, the more that we look to motivation as sort of like this, this crutch to pull us out of this hole. So men get a bunch of different things. Some of them, you know, liberate themselves 
from from trauma that happened in their childhood. Some of the guys will work through some of the transitions that they're going through. You know, if they're uh, a lot of guys seem to come to me when when they've found their relationship in a really bad place. Um, you know, whether their partner is about to leave them or, you know, whether they kind of feel like they aren't showing up the way that they want as, mm-hmm. as a husband or a father. Um, usually it's around transition and they, and what they get out of it is tools and training on how to navigate transition and specifically repair their relationship with discipline. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what... What are some of the ways that people can get involved? Because I know that you've got, I think you have an online membership. I know there's the podcast, which is incredible. Um, and then you have the weekends. What are some ways that people can learn more? And if there are, you know, for the women listeners that want to present this to their to their spouses, their partners, and of course, for the men listening too, that are like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, the, I need this. <laughs> yeah. The, the way to get involved, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, th- I think the, the easiest way is always to go and check out some of the content so you can see what it's all about. Um, there's definitely no kumbaya singing. <laughs> I'm not a, I, you know, I, hopefully by listening to this episode, uh, you know, the listeners have gained that this is not a, a kumbaya type of thing. But listen, there are men's communities out there that do that. And so if that's your thing, you can yeah, go totally, find it. exactly. Um, that's not my jam. Uh, I'm really about, I'm really about how we, how we elevate ourselves as high performers. And that's what I'm interested in. How do I be a high performer as a husband, as a father, as a business owner? And so, uh, so check out the podcast, check out some of the content that we put out that, that I put out through Instagram. It's just at man talks. The podcast is at the man talks, uh, man talks podcast. And then honestly getting involved with one of the weekends is, is really huge. Cause that's where a lot of the you know, the rubber meets the road. And that, you know, one of the questions that I often get from, from the female listeners is how do I even position this to my partner? And sometimes it's simply just sending him an Instagram post or listening to a podcast with, with him together. And, you know, it can, it can also be something that gives you context into what your partner's going through and what he's thinking or feeling uh, or experiencing. And, and that can be the first step is listening to a, a, a podcast that interests you together rather than saying, you know, Hey, you need to go do this because you're broken. Um, which right. oftentimes, you know, oftentimes that un- unfortunately, I think a lot of men who already identify as, you know, wanting to go and do something like this, they internally, unfortunately, they, they identify themselves as feeling broken in some area. And that's not true. They just haven't been trained in, in a way that would allow them to perform the way that they want. So anyway, uh, that's, that's how people can get involved. Well, and then, you know, there's the picture show it as well. What kind of experience, you know, help to show what kind of experience you're going to have. Like what are the activities or things that are happening on, on one of the weekends? Yeah. I mean, we do, uh, I kind of specialize in doing like shadow work. So the the weekend's broken into physical activities. So like we go for a huge hike, um, depending on which we know, whether they come out to Vancouver, uh, or they, you know, come to the New York one, um, we'll go on a big hike through the forest, reconnect to nature. You'll get a chance to, you know, connect with some of the other guys around topics like purpose and how you find it and the sex and intimacy and, um, just a, a whole bunch of different topics. And so, 
So the big part is getting into nature. We do a big like workout in the morning um, and that I have my co-facilitator lead. And then I lead the guys through breath work and meditation. One of the, one of the biggest challenges that I hear from men is like, I just can't meditate. That's like the biggest thing. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. I don't understand what the benefit is. I don't get the ROI. And so, uh, so at the weekends we teach, I teach some very specific breathing techniques so that guys can meditate more effectively uh, and and faster, they can get into the meditative state faster. And then the the days are really like group work. Um, so I have a background in Jungian psychology, and my uh, my mentor that I was lucky enough to work with for a few years, he trained with uh, Carl Jung when when he was when my mentor was in his early twenties. He's since passed away. Um, but I was fortunate enough to sort of learn the Jungian psychology lineage, lineage. And so I do a lot of like shadow work, a huge part of what drives our dysfunction. Like if we're not getting the results that we want in our relationship or in our business, a lot of the times, if we can't figure it out, it's because our shadow or this unowned part of our psyche is driving the car, right? It's got the steering wheel Ah. and and so the shadow part is a huge part of, of what we do. That's where our insecurities reside, all the parts that we want to avoid in our lives. Uh, you know, anxiety is a, oftentimes a result of, uh, of stress that we actually don't want to acknowledge. And sometimes that stress can just be things that we know are in, inauthentic, right? I have men that come and work with, work with me all the time who are like, oh, uh, you know, I, I have all this anxiety. I feel miserable and I don't know why. And when we dig in, you know, they're in a job that they dislike working with people that they can't stand selling products they don't give a shit about. And it's like, yeah, of course you feel stress. You're, you're living inauthentically to who you know you're capable of being. And so uh, all of these things reside in the, in the shadow and we park a lot of these things in the shadow, we avoid them. And, and the bigger the shadow gets, the more that we feel like we're out of control in our lives. And, uh, and so a lot of what we do at the weekends is looking at the shadow and doing shadow work, which is a little bit more uh, challenging to explain, but sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's emotional. Um, so it just depends on the individual and what they, you know, what they're bringing to the table and what they need to work through. That sounds awesome. I would love to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. So, so many cool things. Um, we also have, I don't know if we mentioned it, but I, people can go to, um, is it mantox.com? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mantox.com. And you have, um, so you have an online community as well yes. called the Alliance. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want me to talk? Do you want me to yeah, talk about that? Yeah, so, tell us what that's about in case you know people can't they can go to the site and they can see you know the upcoming um weekends. But you know, if there's something that they can be a part of on a regular basis, I'm guessing is the alliance. Yeah. I mean, we started to get a lot of guys reaching out that wanted to be a part of the community and sort of have like a low-hanging fruit that they could be a part of on a weekly basis. And so we created the Alliance. It's, you know, really inexpensive to be a part of. It's like 79 bucks a month. And we have weekly calls and myself and uh, another coach that I've hired uh, facilitate those calls and their group calls with guys from around the world. And, you know, that is a good entry level to say like, what's this all about? What, you know, why, what, what am I going to get out of this? And it's a way for guys to kind of see what they can get out of it. But, you know, a lot of guys that come to the weekend, they end up joining the Alliance because they want to stay connected with the other men that they've gone through the weekend on like the, 
I just led two back-to-back weekends. And at the one weekend, we had a guy, you know, guys from Florida, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, LA, Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto. And then we even had a guy come from, uh, come from Amsterdam to, to be at the weekend. And so there's men from all over the world. And so the Alliance is just meant to be this online platform that allows high-performing men to connect on a weekly basis and, and work on themselves. That's so awesome. I love this. Love yeah. it, love it. Um, okay, so we've got we've got the podcast. We've got mantalks.com. We did we get your Instagram? Uh yeah, Instagram is just at mantalks. And uh, you know, oftentimes they're uh so my wife is a uh couples therapist here in New York. She's like one of the top couples therapists. So we do a lot of work around relationships specifically and the science of, of healthy relationships and how, how to have really great relationships. So, so if you follow me on Nan talks, you'll probably see a bunch of stuff of, you know, me and my wife uh, doing videos together sometimes and, and, and talking not only about, um, talking not only about men's stuff, but about relationships as well. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so great. Um, okay, perfect. We're going to have all of this in the show notes and in our blog posts that you can find all the things that Connor's doing and your wife, what's your wife's, um, Instagram. Yeah. You've already piqued the interest now. No, we we need to know about her too. Yeah. So my wife's name is Vienna Farron and, uh, she runs, um, her, her company and her Instagram handle is at mindful MFT. And that just stands for mindful marriage family therapy. And, uh, yeah, she's got, I mean, I think she's almost got like 300,000 followers now. She's got a huge, yeah, huge platform. (laughs) She's a little, she's a little popular. People seem to like her relationship. (laughs) Um, She's, she's incredible. So if you're ever looking, anyone's ever looking for, you know, relationship insights, she has a gift for just understanding how, how people relate to relationships. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Oh, you guys are definitely an inspiration. I'm so excited that we got to connect. I'm so thrilled with Mantox and how how it just keeps growing and growing and what an incredible difference you're making to men today and of course for for future men, fathers, husbands, entrepreneurs, all of them. And I appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much for for talking to me today. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I hope I get to see you soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.